You know, I have to laugh. Every time I think of Ross carrying that couch up around the stairs yelling, pivot, 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 Chandler's response is, shut up, shut up, shut up. So I have to laugh about that. So that's that's always at the head of our podcast. So welcome to this edition of the Parent Pivot Podcast. I'm Steve Cummings. And I'm Julia. And I have no idea, once again, of what we're going to talk about. So, sweetheart, take us away. <laughs> um, so we were talking today just about what it was like for us to raise... We have four children. They're all very close in age. We had four children in five and a half years. But yes. there is a three-year gap between the first two... Um, well, not between the first two, between the second and the third. So we had the first two 13 months apart. We had a three-year gap. And then the second two are 19 months apart. And between oldest to youngest is five and a half years. Yes. So... There was a lot of activity going on, but we were talking about what it was like when the two oldest were college age and the two younger were still in school. Yeah. So we had, we were, this podcast is kind of, I am hearing directed towards parents who have both in their home, yet some have already transitioned to being on their own as adults while others are still in high school. Yeah. And, you know, of course, if you have that situation, you know, there are so many dynamics. Now, in our case, our two oldest didn't go away to college. They did have time away from home. They mm-hmm. took a gap year. Mm-hmm. They went away somewhere for one year. Yep. Um, and our oldest also, during his summer after high school graduation, also went to Liberia right. to work on... What's it, what's it called? The Mercy Ships. The Mercy Ships. Yeah. And so he raised money and he went there. And, yeah. and then, you know, that was a life-changing experience. Then he went away to uh, Bible college for nine months. Yep. So where I'm going with all of this is everybody's situation is different because he did move back home, started college, and lived at home while he was going to college. Right. Other kids go away to college and then come home on vacations and summers. Right. Either way, what you have is you're trying to maintain normalcy for those younger kids. They need a routine. They need to go to bed at a certain time. They need to get homework done. La, 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 la. You're still being the parent, capital P. Right. And then you've got these kids, these older adult children, (laughs) that in our case... They were home. Mm-hmm. Um, our second oldest, he actually went away for a year, a couple of years down the road, I think. But his first year, he worked full time. Mm-hmm. That was his mm-hmm. his thing. So what you have it, for us, what we had was these adult children that their time off right. was time that you didn't want the TV on and you didn't whatever. And, you know, for somebody who's in college, oftentimes they're going to school on Tuesday or Thursday or Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So they have these off days and then they work different hours and maybe only four hour shifts on a certain day. So when they're home, they want to kick back and have the TV on. Turn the video games on, (laughs) play Xbox. Exactly. All of those things. And we don't want to sit there and parent them and say, no, you can't do that. Right, but we also had these younger kids that needed more structure and we can't have the TV on. We Our rule in the house was always, there was no TV during the week um, for them, only under special circumstances. Right, and mind you, this is back in the early 2000s and things, so this is a lot before yeah. Yeah. stuff was 
you know, changing as far as... Yeah, we didn't have streaming. No, and, we didn't have streaming. Stuff like that. Yeah. So it was a little different, but... Um, and then when somebody has kids away at college, they're coming home and they're thinking they're going to live at home like they do at college. Right. So what's a parent to do? What do you bite your tongue about? What don't you bite your tongue about? And what do you let them do? That is a tough, tough question. It is. <laughs> we even had that question come to us recently in an email from a, a listener. Yeah. So it's... You know, I wish I had a, a magical answer because there isn't one. You don't have any magical answers? I, I wish I did. Aww. But I do believe that what you have to do is set down the rules before they come home, before they start college, things like that. For have um, You maybe foresee the future. And if those of you who have been in this position or are in this position and you have a friend who's about to be in this position, maybe their child is graduating from high school here in the next month, tell them what you've learned, that that it's best to set these parameters up way ahead of time so that they know what's they're, expected. They know what's expected, and it's not a reaction from you, because a lot of times our reactions are coming out of frustration, yeah. anger, you name it, and then it, it just divides the relationship. That's not what you want. You want a smooth, as smooth a transition as you can, Yeah. but that's not always possible. Yeah, and um, so, you know, the question remains, how do I keep those rules for the younger kids in place? And we all know, any of you who have multiple children, the youngest child yeah. gets away with more than the oldest. <laughs> well, it just even when is... they were toddlers, it's like, you know, when you have that first child, you come home and you are sterilizing the the uh, pacifier and you're just being an overly protective parent. By the time you get to the fourth one, yeah. it's falling on the ground and you just kind of blow the dirt off it and stick it back in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so the older kids are always going to complain about what uh, the younger kids get you away with. You did that for me. Yes. It's, it's just what's going to happen. Um, but... That setting all of that aside, you still have to have parameters for those younger kids still in the home. Yeah. And you have to have quiet for them to do homework. You have yeah. to have um, the computer out in living space so that they're not hiding in their bedrooms with their computer where you don't know what they're up to. Yeah. You've got to have all of those parameters in place. So that being said, there is nothing to bite your tongue about. Uh, I shouldn't say nothing, but when your kids come home from college Mm -hmm. or if they're at home and in college Mm -hmm. like ours were, you get to set the rules. It's not a fraternity or sorority and and things like that. Now we, we have given them a little bit more in our, in our case, it was always, I'm, I'm so neat and tidy. You would want, you know, beds made and (laughs) bedrooms picked up and you were like, you know what, as long as the door's closed and I don't have to see it, I'm okay. Yeah. So we're like, okay, we can do that. Yeah. So giving them, you know, things like giving those space older ones their own space. If you feel the need to buy a TV and put it in their bedroom so they're off and, and do that. Um, the only problem is with that is the older kids, they could just stay in there forever and never come out and be well, part of the family. And we kept the one computer in the family out in the family room yes. because we... You know, it's the age of the internet, you know, and you can you can hide um, and be in inappropriate places on the internet yeah. and stuff. And we did not want that happening. But nowadays, you can also block time uh, with your router as yeah. far as that goes. So, you know, basically what I'm hearing you say, sweetheart, is 
you know, have those intentional conversations before you get there. Yeah. Both with the older, in our case, the older two. Hey, here's what life's going to look like. You know, yeah. curfew, it's up to you. But we still want to know where, where you are. Yeah. You know, it's our house, our rules, but you don't have to be in by a certain time. If you're out past midnight, let us know when you think you're going to be home and where you're at. That's all we need to know because we want to be able to put our head on the pillow and go to sleep. Absolutely. Um, but if we have no idea and it's 3, 3 in the morning and you're still not out there, um, that's not okay. Yeah. Um, you can do that if you're going back to your dorm or your apartment, but you're living in our house. We want to be able to say that. Now, yeah. high schoolers, whatever, guess what? Your, your, your curfew is still 11 yeah. p.m. or midnight or whatever. Yeah. And guys, when you get to this age, you'll get those freedoms. It's like it comes with the territory. Right. And younger kids won't understand. Why does why does Johnny get to stay up till one? Well, Johnny's 19 years old. Right. So, yeah. Um, so definitely those things. The other thing also that, um, you know, you have to keep in mind is those older kids are learning behaviors and not having to be part of a family when they're mm-hmm. away at school. Mm-hmm. So when they come home and that shifts back to needing to be part of a family right? Um, where there's respect for each other's space, there's respect right. for your mom and dad, yes, all of those things, that's important too. And so when you've got a college-age kid coming home and being disrespectful in their speech to you, yep. there is nothing wrong with looking at them, yeah. you know, confidently and saying, you can't talk to me that way. I'm, I'm your mother, I'm your father. Right. And it's not, it's just not okay. And you know, I would remind you too that, and I think we've talked about this in past podcasts, your kids need to know you're human. They need right. to know that you have feelings. Right. They need to know that what you say matters to me and it hurts my feelings. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with saying that to your children, that right. that really hurt my feelings. Right. Now, as we've also talked about in previous podcasts, how you say all of this yes. matters. Yes, it does. You, you need to frame it in a way that's not vengeful or you're just spewing or you're coming at it uh, just because you're angry. And usually you're going to have to let stuff pass in the moment, but you can circle back and say, Hey, can we can we have a talk? Can we just uh, sit down and obviously yeah. a private talk and just you know there are some things that happened earlier today or yesterday that really bothered me and it's and you're setting the tone, the stage, and you're modeling for them how to be confrontational, yeah, but in a loving way, yeah, uh, and you're standing up for yourself. You don't have to react and pound the fist and yell and scream when it happens, but to come back to it yeah. at a time when their their heart can listen and 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 you can have a teaching moment even for your young adult children. Yes. Um I'm going to give you a coming story hour. Oh, you are. Yes. <laughs> are you telling the story? I am because okay. I I'm just this story came to mind. So is this going to be a regular thing on our podcast, the coming story hour? I suppose it it's could not be. Gonna be. It's not an hour long story. No. Okay. It's, it's moment. Don't do what I did. Oh, which is what we say in the beginning of our broadcast, our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do this. You know, and honestly, this is the truth about me. I would probably do this all over again, even though I know that it, okay. the way I handled it I, might not have been the best. I'm on pins and needles. I can't wait to hear what this story so, is. So when I was working on my master's, um, which would have put actually three kids in college age at that point. But this was my two oldest that I was talking to. So I was working on my master's. It was very stressful for me to have all the kids at home. And I still had one that was a senior in high school. 
um, who also was kind of going through some rough stuff at school. And you're being dad who, you know, only cooks spaghetti and hot dogs and... (laughs) Pan- pancakes and you know the kids the, they, they did die they were fed yeah they knew what the meal was coming on what day it was yeah. so and I only went to school on like Tuesdays or Thursdays or Mondays and Wednesdays so right. you know but it was super stressful for me to always leave because I was always leaving like at dinner time and and things like that my second oldest son at this point and I couldn't even tell you what it was necessarily the conversation or what exactly happened. But he was going through this stage where, you know, it was very um, pushing me away and needing me at the same time. And I hit, I, I just, I, I got so mad this one night and I just got really ticked off. And I'll never forget the boys were, I think, sitting on their beds in their bedroom. Because they shared a bedroom. Yes, the two oldest. And something had taken place where he was doing this push-pull thing, you know, and it's like... Describe what a push-pull is. Like, what... what... Like, he's, he's wanting me to be mom, but he's also pushing me away. You know, like, I, I need you to do these things for me, but stop being my mom. Stop, you know, stop being motherly. Gotcha. So he didn't know what he wanted. Right. It's, he's, he's self-actualizing. He's becoming independent. Right. And that's a normal and thing okay. for that stage. That's, you... that's what you want. But I had had it. I was just so frustrated. And I remember standing there. And you know how our kids are. When I would yell, they'd laugh. The more mad you got, the more they laughed. <laughs> the more I got, the more they laughed. Because they know this isn't really mom. Right. She's it's, just she, losing it. She's such a kind-hearted... <laughs> You know, validating, I love you, deep feeling person that to see her, you know, go berserk was like, this is entertainment. Yes. And to this day, they would probably still do that. They either laugh because I'm crying or so if what did I'm you angry. Do? <clears throat> so I, they were sitting there on their beds in the bedroom. And I remember going back there because I had just had this conversation with Campbell and there were, it had ticked me off, and I went back there. I ended up yelling at them and just saying, I am your mother, and that is not going to change. Get used to it, and if you don't like it, move out. I've had it. Either you accept me being your mother because you live here and I'm your mother, or just get the heck out. Right. And, of course, the boys are sitting eyes there got big. with big eyes, you know, and um mom's pissed and also laughing you know and i knew after i walked out of the house and i slammed the door and we had a suburban at the time and i'm revving the engine the suburban and i'm going there goes our gas (laughs) so you know it had to be said i didn't say it well right um you probably came back later and apologized I have no idea if knowing I did or you, not. Knowing you, I'm sure. And I'm did. sure after I left, you probably sat down with the boys and downloaded mm-hmm. with them and yep. talked to them and, yep. and had a conversation with them. But and I'm sure you all had a good laugh at the time too. But but and what I'm also hearing though too is if you're a passive parent, um, you know, or maybe you don't want to make waves and things like that. There comes a time when your kids do need to see you stand up and so they can respect you. Yeah. Um, we were just talking earlier too about uh, someone we know, mm-hmm. and you were mentioning, you know, I just want her to say, 
Yeah, I, my, I, I recommended that she says a cuss word because her kids would never, ever. Right. And, and, these and this, are, is, this these, is a person who, who, who would never, wouldn't even she, say the word crap. She would never cuss. And we're not, we're not saying, yeah. go do this. But it's like, if you don't get angry enough and stand up for yourself and maybe even throw a cuss word in there, you're going to get their attention the second you do that. Right, because, well, mom, that's out of the norm for mom, so this is really meaningful to her. Yes. And she's making a point, is all we're saying. Yes. You know, we're not advocating profanity here. No. But we we <laughs> no. are we are, are saying that, you know, sometimes things touch us so deeply and if you've just never been so nice and just can't say that and sweet and kind or whatever, they're going to roll over you every single time and take you for granted. Well, and also they don't know how you feel about anything. Right. You're just you're just putting on a front that you're not human or that everything's smiley or that you never cry or that it's a mask. what they say doesn't hurt you. or Right. So if you want a real and authentic relationship with your children, no matter their age... Be authentic and tell them how you feel. And again, how you say it matters. Right. And you, you can come back and, and apologize and say, you know what? I, I This was it hit me deeply. I was either hurt by it or frustrated with this. I, I can I, You can own. Anytime you own yeah. your words, your behavior, they know that you're real and human. If you're just uh, going around and trying to avoid bad words, um, they're going to go, I can't relate to mom and dad because... Again, like I said, we're not advocating that all, you, all of a sudden you just start saying bad words. <laughs> no. We're just saying, be real. Be yeah. real because um, respect comes from that. And when you can own it, um, they'll respect you more. And um, like when you got mad and stormed out, they're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Mom means business. Yeah. It was important to me. And I think they heard me, honestly. I do think something shifted after that. I don't remember if we had a further conversation. I honestly can't remember that piece. Um, but I can say I could have handled it better. I could have sure. waited. I was, you know, the point was I, it was high stress point right. and I was in a hurry to get to school right. and I had had it and I broke and snapped and yep. blah, blah, blah. Anyway, but our, our focus on this podcast has been to parents who have both, um, say, college age kids and high school age kids, or at least, you know, yeah. you're a parent and you're still in that season of parenting and instructing and and you've got structure whatever at the same time you've loosened the reins because you've got older kids who either have full-time jobs or going to college what does that look like because you're bouncing back and forth and and we basically said have those conversations ahead of time because you see it coming yeah don't wait for an incident to happen when it's like you know three months into college and they came home for the weekend and they never came home one night and now (laughs) you're frustrated and upset it's like hey I want you to know. Here's what we. Here are the expectations mm-hmm. uh, and things. And then at the same time, you're going to need to turn to the younger ones and saying your brother, sister, or whatever. They have different set of rules now, and you will have the same thing when you get there. So right. life continues the same way mm-hmm. uh, and things. And just understand that. Right. And then for those older kids that come home, like we said, when they if they talk to you disrespectfully. You need to put a kibosh on that. You right. do. Because also the younger ones are watching. Right. And so... They're going to go, hey, this is what I get to do when I get older. Yeah. I get to tell mom and dad yeah. with an attitude exactly. what I think of them. 
And it also matters if your spouse is doing that because they're also watching your spouse. If you allow your spouse to talk to you in certain ways that you wouldn't want your kids to talk to you, that's something that you might want to deal with in your marriage. Right. Behind closed doors. Yeah. Or with a therapist. There we go. Yeah. So um, all of that to say, I think that the takeaways, you brought it up, you already said it really, that... You know, take care of all of this ahead of time so people know their expectations. But then also take care of yourself. Like yep. being able to stick up for yourself and yeah. say what that this is a problem yep. or that's not okay. Yep. Or it, goes back to, it goes back to boundaries. Yeah. You know, make sure as soon as, as soon as one crosses a boundary, you don't have to be a policeman and come with the nightstick and whack them on the wrist. Right. But just say, hey, you remember what we talked about when you come home? Okay, I, I need you to do that. I need you to just let us know that you're going to be home late and so we, we don't have to worry because yeah. we're as parents we that's what we do we're, we never we've always said you never stop being a parent Mm-mm. no matter how old you get um, and things but you do want to be able to say if you can live in the house we still have rules uh, and things and that's the way it's going to go that's it hey if you're listening to this podcast we would love it if you would um, actually um, send put a link on your Facebook and share the Parent Pivot podcast with your friends. Or Instagram. Or Instagram. Um, share share this one that you're listening to and, and say what you like about it or what you found out. We've been getting emails from listeners around the country. Uh, just read one before we came on the, I wouldn't say on the air, uh, before we turned the mics on. <laughs> that really blessed us. And folks just found, hey, we're getting some some great therapy and so it's super helpful and, and we love that. So if you could um, share a link on your Facebook, uh, that would be awesome. We would really appreciate it. Um, and then rate and review this on the platform that you're on. Yeah. Um, however many stars you think we're worth, we would love that. <laughs> um, but you get a hold of us at the parent at just I'm sorry, Parent Pivot Podcast at gmail.com. Jim Burns was right the other couple weeks ago when he said, "Say that ten times real fast." <laughs> parent Pivot Podcast at gmail.com and and things. So, yeah. That's it. And then we have our websites. We do. BringingKingdom.org and... MeadowbrookCounselingGA.com. There you go. So we'd love to spend some time with you. Tell us your story. If there's something we've missed, um, even as you've got parents of of college kids and high school kids at home, uh, a certain uh, struggle or issue, drop us an email. Let us know, hey, we've got this situation going on, and I'd love to to speak to that. So uh, we're getting emails all the time. We're bringing them up on our podcast, and uh, we'd love to hear from you as well. So that's what we have for this Parent Pivot Podcast. We hope to see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.